Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Inc. Startup Stories podcast. I've been hanging out with Amanda before hitting the record button, and we she's awesome, first of all. She's super fun. She's super real. Um, she's kind of had a shitty week, so we're going to just channel a whole lot of love her way whenever you're listening to this. It's probably in the future from when we recorded, um, but send some love her way because she is an incredible and successful CEO of her own company that she built while working full-time and having a baby and going through the things that life will do to you and is now running the company as her full-time job. And she just has such a raw and honest vibe. Um, and we, we just clicked on such a personal level already in leading up to hitting the record for this episode. So I'm super excited to welcome Amanda Lifford. Lifford? I should have checked that. Lifer. <laughs> Everybody pronounces it one or two ways, and I answer to both. <laughs> yeah. Um, of easy life organizing. So tell us about your business and a little bit about yourself, my love. So, yeah, I'm Amanda. I am easy life organizing. So I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a dog mom. Um, I have a million different side hobbies. Um, the ones of note that people really are like what in the world do you do? Um, I love to golf. I used to teach golf to kids for a long time. I love to camp and hike. I love to do a sport called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I feel like I'm a forever blue belt, but see. Um, and, uh, I also am converting a tiny, uh, school bus into a tiny mm -hmm. home on wheels with my husband. So we have a lot of different things going on, but, uh, I also run my business now, my professional organizing business where I help people declutter and organize their lives from a bunch of different sides, because I think really being organized being organized kind of seeps into every aspect of our lives. And if we can be more organized, it makes our lives easier. It does. Yes. The decluttering. So I will already encourage you to go and see um, Easy Life Organizing on Instagram and at her website, easylifeorganizing.com, because she has these amazing before and after photos. And like I love to organize and, and I'm I'm trained as an online business manager. So I organize like the, the online business office and declutter. And, but even as a teenager, I loved cleaning horse stalls. I was a horse girl, loved cleaning them because the horse gets in there and makes a big mess and you come in. For me, it was Zen practice. And so for those of you who are cringing at this, well, guess what? There's women like Amanda and I who will live for this, who breathe for this, who come to life for this. And the incredible, okay, not that I'm a fan of instant gratification, but the incredible instant gratification <laughs> after a bit of sweat equity of revamping a space and refreshing it is like dropping 20 pounds at once. And it does shift the entire energy. There's a whole feng shui involved and um, to create so much more spaciousness in the home, really, in, in the body, in, in everything. And you can, and it's not just my clients who feel that way. Like, it feels like you're literally shedding 20 pounds. Like you said, yeah, like it's yeah. like off your shoulders and you feel lighter. And what's amazing is it's not just our clients that feel that, but it's also us as our, a team too. Like we feel that for our clients too. Like 
come into a project and we'll be like, all right, there's a lot here. Mm -hmm. And then we make a game plan. And at the end, we're always like, this is a million times better. And this is exactly why we do it. I, mm -hmm. I will raise my hand. I am realized I am addicted to downsizing and decluttering now. Yeah. It has become an addiction of mine, actually, yeah. that yeah. I have to curb in my own home now. <laughs> your husband's like, where's my last t-shirt? <laughs> Donate it, <laughs> you're wearing one. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> totally totally and I love that energy and um that that beautiful feeling of being able to do that and so when I was researching you um it I was picking up pieces of the story where you talked about leveraging existing skill sets and rolling them forward so um you know there's a lot of opportunity in the minimalist world there's documentaries and Marie Kondo of course like helped blow that up put it on the map um, and purging on a regular basis, if you haven't done it, you know, just pick something easy, like one small surface or one drawer in the house to start and just observe how it feels. Um, but for you, Amanda, like I've known this about me, the decluttering, the organizing since I was seven, eight, nine years old. Um, when did you find that anchor from your soul in your journey? So, um, I, I guess I never really had a lot of, I never had that epiphany, you know, sure. as a kid oh. that I really liked living more minimal. I didn't really have that epiphany. I just generally lived that way. Okay. Um, I grew up uh, like, I know to this day, my mom loves clothes. My mom loves shoes. My mom, mom loves purses. I still to this day can't get her to get rid of all of them. Okay. Um, but I just was never into collecting stuff. That was just never my thing. Um, what really, really kicked off this love of being efficient and being um, utilizing my space to its fullest ability and everything was when I worked in automotive. I used to work in automotive manufacturing and they call it 5Sing and lean systems are the two different things that they, a lot of automotive manufacturing facilities will use. And it's a way to, um, how can we be more efficient with our time? How can we have less wasted energy? How mm -hmm. can we make something that's really annoying, just easier and save us, you know, it could save us 10 seconds. There's a book called mm -hmm. 10 Second Lean. Um, if it saves us 10 seconds, how much is that saving us over the course of a year? That 10 like seconds every single time you do it, it really yeah. adds up. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. learning about that in automotive manufacturing, <laughs> I started applying it to my house okay. and um, I got made fun of relentlessly by my family by labeling where the bowls went in the cabinet. Yeah. Um, but I so thought everybody, like, nobody put the bowls in the wrong <laughs> spot when they were labeled. <laughs> Yeah, And um, so that started to really kick off my love of everything having a home. And mm -hmm. then, you know, Marie Kondo honestly was the, the person that made me realize, wow, I can do this for a living and people will pay me for this. Oh, super, super. Thanks, Marie. <laughs> Thanks, Marie. <laughs> you birthed another one and she's brilliant. <laughs> super. That's so interesting. Like if you put home organization and automotive industry beside each other right they may not connect until you put amanda in the middle to 
right. have, have that realization go off. And so you started doing your home and you're still working and now you're realizing you could get paid to do this while working while, you know, newly pregnant to the timeline, something like that. So I, yes. So I was pregnant and that's when I started the business was literally one or two months before my due date, because I realized that I was going to be on maternity leave and Um, I don't like, I've never mm -hmm. liked sitting still. Um, You asked my husband and He's never known me to be able to sit still. If there is any sort of lull in my life where things start to feel mundane, I start a new hobby. Um, first, it was a crafting business and that didn't work oh, out so well. Okay. And then oh. it was, I'm going to do a book and like, I'm still working on that. And then it was like, oh, organizing business. So okay. so you did dabble with a few um, warm up experimental. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. Yeah, and while I'm still working, I'm still working on the book, but the book's been like, okay. I feel like a 10 year project now. They are. And then they're fucking brilliant when they land. And then you're like, that's why it took so long. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so, so on maternity leave, so your son arrives, you have a bit of time and now you start to source some clients and like, what, <laughs> what, did that look like I mean, you just attacked people you just went to your friends houses and <laughs> I started my business and because I knew I didn't want to be just sitting still yeah. and then the pandemic hit and oh, yeah, so, so right. yeah Damn. so I started it mm-hmm. right at the beginning of 2020 I had my son in February and then pandemic shut down and I was like well I haven't really put any energy into this business yet I guess I'll take a break okay Okay. I really didn't like, I started it technically. Like if you look at all the uh, legal stuff, like I started in 2020, um, I really didn't start getting into it though until 2021, about halfway through 21. Okay. Um, and it was literally cause I was fed up with my job. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you go back to work. How long did you have for Matt leave? Um, I actually, I had a wonderful six weeks paid mat leave. So, um, I was very fortunate to have that. And, um, it was boring. It was really boring because of the shutdown. Shutdown really put a killer on that. I couldn't, there was no mom groups. There was no going Mm -hmm. to hang out because it's the middle of winter too. And nobody wants to go outside when it's cold. And so I got a little COVID baby who doesn't know Mm -hmm. how to interact with kids and I've got like he's delayed in his speech and everything, but we're working on it. So yeah, yeah he'll, recover. he'll recover. And and he's got you and he's got his dad and you know, that'll all, that'll all come around. Okay. Um, so work's boring. So then it's motivating you. So then you start building this more and more COVID right. opens up and now right. Amanda's so, like fired up again and ready to fired go. Up and go in. Yeah. So some of my first, so I started with doing my house first. Um, okay. I did some before and afters because I, I live yeah. real. Like I said, yeah. I, I'm a very real person. My house is never perfect and beautiful as much as I, it's only perfect and beautiful at, right at the end of the night before I go to bed. Okay. Um, because my husband and child will destroy it the next morning. Uh-huh. Um, that's how it works. So, um, I just started with my house and I started taking before and afters of different parts of my house and um, it was really great. I had a friend who's like, Hey, 
you know, I'm like, hey, can I help organize any part of your life? Because you're crazy busy. You have a side job. You're taking care of two kids. Like, you've got this and that. Like, let me help you with something. So I've got some before and afters from her house. Um, I did another friend. She worked at a library. And so she had a little office space where she needed help in the certain area. So I helped that area. And so at first, like, to just get good before and afters, I was just doing jobs for free for friends and family. Okay. And myself, apparently. Yep. Um, Which is great because now like you're a product of the product and you're getting testimonials and it's real work. So I really want listeners to hear this because as startups, we may get very attached to the idea of having a paying client. But the fact of the matter is you start somewhere and if you give it away for free, you still get a return on that yeah. in, in it's just in a different way it's more like an energetic return that will open up other doors and lead you to places and I'll say right your friends have friends that maybe aren't your friends but then want your services so mm-hmm. there's all of this leveraging going on okay so that's brilliant and uh, the before and afters and that you were selling your house at one point in your journey and that you did I thought it was so smart I'm like oh my god of course there's like another kind of demographic to tap into. So Amanda did a um, prep your home for sale and give some really good tips on how it should present in order for people to picture themselves living in it. So you can, again, find that on her Instagram. So these are different ways that she is, like I said, being a product of the product and creating the proof before paying clients. So then this starts to shift some momentum and so I start getting paying clients. Um, I'm, I'm posting about it on, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I had my, I put my website up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a slight rebrand. So when I first started the business, I had one logo, which mm-hmm. was not cute. It, I looking back was not good. I totally spent way too much of my time trying to rebrand myself. And mm-hmm. so I did a whole same name, just different logo, different colors. Right. Um, and so fell in love with the new one that I have, which is now my existing one. Oh, you're so um, cute. Nice. She's wearing it. Oh, they can't see. <laughs> gonna be audio, but she's wearing it and showing the logo. <laughs> um, and uh, so start getting, I, I'm promoting myself. Like I'm telling my friends about it. I'm telling my family members about it. I'm telling, like, I was very open. I told my coworkers about it and um, spread the good word, spread the good word, spread the good word. And anybody that would ask me, you know, about what do I do? That just became part of it. Um, By the time that I had decided that I was fed up with work and Mm -hmm. my Mm full-time job, and I just was ready to be my own boss and pursue this full time, I had made a mental shift. And this would probably help so many people because it really was a complete mind shift for me is when people would ask me, what do you do? I used to tell people, I'm the operations director for blah, blah, blah. I do blank, 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 all the millions of things. Um, My mental shift was I own, I'm a professional organizer and I own Easy Life Organizing. So mm-hmm. instead of saying what my full-time position was, I shifted to what my business was. And yeah. that kind of shifted my priorities a little bit more and kind of shifted so many things mentally for me that it felt amazing to say it. And so I kept saying it. Cool. 
That's fantastic. That is so beautiful. So there's a lot of talk of like mindset in starting a business and, uh, you know, you grow as fast as your, your business can only grow as fast as you do and all these sorts of things. But one thing that I have observed from mentors that I follow and people that I interact with is once you do make that decision, things start to shift and owning it, really owning it and being ready to step further into what it is that you desire will help close gaps to, to, you know, um, create that reality. Right. So that is, and that is such an easy thing. And as you say that, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I hedge, I work in local government. And so everybody's like a pensioner and just, you know, oh, pensionable debt and benefits and this and that. And, and I just hedge saying anything to them about my online business because of all of the thing, like the judgment, the lack of understanding. I don't really want to have to explain a whole lot. And I am a little bit like, Ooh, but in other places outside of work, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm the CEO of Powerful Inc. And we get startups started and, you know, we empower and heal our wounds and, and just live like a free and happy life sort of thing. So um, thank you, because that's like a little gift and a little nudge to me of, of just, you know, um, acclimatizing to what it is that you say you desire. Yes, it really is. And I thought, and for a little bit of time there, like I didn't tell my boss or my coworker, yeah, coworkers, okay. like anything about it at first. And then um, something shifted and I'm like, I, I want to tell them, like, it's important to me. Like, I'm not telling them, oh, You're I'm quitting, quitting more. I, right, right, right. I didn't like, I didn't go at it that way. I'm like, hey, just want to let you know, I started a side business and mm -hmm. I'm a professional organizer on the side now. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if there's ever anything you guys need in that realm, let me know mm -hmm. if there's something mm -hmm. I can help with or yada, yada, yada. And so um, it was really nice to be able to tell them about it and yeah. then be able to be upfront with it. It felt really good because, you know, it, it sucks that in the position I had, I could be sitting there doing normal full-time work and then get a call from my business number. And so like I would answer. And so like, instead of me literally feeling like I have to leave the whole room now, be like, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Like I can answer it and be open yep. about this. Not now hiding anything, fully owning it. Anything. Yeah. And then also, you know, you don't know what opportunities will come. Cause you mentioned a friend with a office so there's corporate opportunities there too. And people who wouldn't think of it will buy from people they know, like, and trust. And boom, Amanda Lifeford's already a rock star and her job could probably be a rock star doing this for us too. Super, super, exactly. super. And it makes it more real. And so that's probably, you know, where I can hedge and where others may be hedging because we say we want it, but then when we're a little bit tested, are we going to embody it a little bit more five to three percent more right and slowly compounded that becomes it bleeds in and becomes a hundred percent or more fantastic right. fantastic so, and so now since 2021 to now you're full-fledged you've quit you're making a sustainable income what was that price point um like that revenue point like how did like 
the confidence in yourself to know that you could produce your own income consistently? So um, I sat down and did my finding our personal finances and I said, okay, I currently make roughly $3,000 a month in income, right? For my full-time job back then. And I said, and we looked at our finance and said, okay, we could get by with the way our, you know, back then we could get by with, um, really like, I just had to make an extra $500 a month. And that was really to pay for like okay. our gas and our groceries and stuff like that. Okay. And my husband's job could pay for the bulk of the everything else until okay. like the business started to get better. So we gave up myself a goal of, okay, if I can show that I can net at least $3,000 a month mm-hmm. for, I think we said three months, okay. I could, we could t- we talk again, reevaluate okay. things and just see if this is a realistic thing, because I'm not the kind of person to just be like, bye guys. I just started this last week. I'm gone. Uh, not that kind of person. Yes, right? Security <laughs> is important and financial security is important. So important, especially when you have a little one. You don't want to just say yeah. bye to the wind. And so um, I was able to do that. I, I did that consistently. And then we followed back up with, and we talked more and, um, at this point, when we talked, I actually started bringing people into the business already because I was getting so busy that I couldn't keep up with it on my own. I was actually yes. not making, I wouldn't have, I can't make enough money on my own to sustain what I need. So like, I literally need more people in my business to get okay. the money I need. So um, we're like, okay, well, we're, we're netting, you know, more than what our goal was, you know, mm-hmm. let's let's figure out what this new timeline is. We have a couple things that we want to pay off, blah, 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 blah. Let's do this. I'm like, okay. So let's see here. We had revisited it around February of 22. Yes. Around February of 22, we had revisited, kind of made a new goal. Like, let's just see how the next month or so goes. And then like, let's start to figure out a timeline because my husband was so supportive of me doing this. He loved that I was passionate about it. He loved that I was doing something that um, got me out of the situation I wasn't really happy with in the moment. And um, so uh, in the springtime, we talked about it again. We're like, okay, we're ready. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I kind of, I, I kind of had cold feet for a couple of reasons. It's so incredibly hard. Like everybody's like, yep, you're good to go. And I'm like, "Mm, now I'm cold feeding this because I don't have confidence in myself. And on the side, the summertime in my uh, previous position, the summertime was the most busiest time for us. Um, Oh, and so, and I worked with children specifically as well. And so I had over the course of my, I I worked in nonprofit for roughly eight years and I've worked with this specific nonprofit and these specific kids for roughly four or five years. Oh, wow. And so I had a very close connection with all of the 
kids yeah. that I work with. So it was going to be yeah. very hard. And I'm like, I don't want to just give a one month notice and say bye. Cause I'm in yeah. charge of this program and this program. And I literally have nobody to hand it off to. Yeah. So I decided I did what I, I did something and I was like, this could come back to bite me in the butt, but if it does, it's okay. Cause the worst they can say is we're firing you right now. Mm -hmm. That's literally the worst they could do. And I'm mm -hmm. okay from the business point. Yeah. And so I told them, I go, Hey, I've got that professional organizing business, you know, of, and, um, I, I'm looking to put all more of my time and energy into that. This full-time job, as much as I love it, I'll still be able to do all of the responsibilities that I have that you've given me. Um, but it's not my main priority anymore. My business wow. is my number one priority. Now you are number two. I'll still get most of my job duties done. Um, yeah. you know, it might take me a smidge longer, but you guys are used yeah. to getting things well before you need them anyway. Yeah. Um, but the business is my number one priority. So when it comes to scheduling or anything like that, if there's any sort of conflicts, because I already have something on my business schedule, the business comes first. Anything I've currently told you up to right now that I am going to do, I will continue to do, which was all of mm -hmm. my classes that I had scheduled all through the summertime and um, different meetings and different, all that kind of stuff. So I said, mm -hmm. that's on my schedule. You know, that's not changing. But at this point, moving forward, anything new coming in, I can't guarantee that I'll be able to help with that because my business is my number one concern right now. Amazing. And, and so I had that conversation with them. Yeah. And then I think maybe a month later, I told them, Hey, you know, I'm giving you my three month notice. I'm getting three through months. the summertime. And then I'm going to give you one month of no classes where we can like, I can show you how I'm Transfer. doing all the other administrative yeah. stuff. Yeah. And that's it. And um, did you maintain full-time hours throughout that period or did you scale back a little bit? So I'll be very honest. I, I still, I was in a salary position. So I was in a little bit more of a unique position to where yeah. I was getting paid a salary. And as long as I got my job responsibilities okay. done, they didn't yep. care when I was doing the work, okay. where I was doing the work. Okay. So um it was a lot of block scheduling in my life was yep. happening. And I talk a lot about that. So I literally like a lot of people think about block scheduling for your day specifically. Yeah. And I would do that. Yeah. Uh, but I would have to block schedule my entire week sure. so that I could say Monday, my sole only thing that's my highest priority is my full-time job. Wednesday is my full-time job. Yeah. Tuesday's the business, Thursday's the business, Friday is the school bus, Saturday yeah. is the business again, and then Sunday mm -hmm. is my one day off. And so I would have to do that um, late night working on my laptop. That still happens. Yep. That doesn't yep. change. <laughs> <laughs> but um, late nights, trying to meet deadlines, just yep. really making sure I committed to my schedule. Um and making sure that uh, I did what I said I was going to do. That way mm -hmm. I could leave my full-time job on a good note. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
And then it really set me up for success after I left. So there is so much gold and I'm going to see if I can um, rightfully, honorably point some of this out so that, you know, the ones who are listening can really appreciate. So Amanda is a home and office and space organizer, but you also really put that into practice as you prepared to transition your life, which impacted two other living people who are part of a financial agreement and a love agreement in terms of, you know, quality time and needs and desires to be with you, spend time with you. And you planned out a a large strategy from even from uh, like several months, like six to eight months, I think, if we trace back some of that timeline, right? And a lot of conversation with impacted parties being the job and the home. Yeah, I, and instead of just kind of tiptoeing around it, like even there was people when I was talking about leaving, there was, I'd tell friends and other people and they're like, are you sure you want to do that? Like tell your, tell your boss that they're not your number one priority anymore. Like, are you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, Yes, I would much rather I would much rather be open and honest and do the things that make my conscience feel good. Like I don't want to tiptoe around it or make them feel like I'm taking advantage of them in some sort of way or leaving them out to dry. I want to be very upfront and honest with the situation as it's happening, because that didn't always happen for me. Okay. so I want to I want to be the person that I wish I want to be the person that I wish I had I want to be that mentor be that leader I want to be that person and even right now as the owner I continuously think about you know what were the struggle points that I had as an employee Uh my superior and so I think about it from their point of view I'm like okay I was always really frustrated when my boss would not get back to me or just ignore me entirely Mm -hmm. and I'm like Nope, not doing that now. So So that's like the CEO mindset from the get-go, right? Yeah, and I have been, my brain works really well that way uh, with the CEO mindset and this more leader instead of boss mentality. I've never wanted to be someone's boss. I want to be a leader. Even like your own boss, like you're really building a robust business that in theory you could sell this business as it is and there's you know there's a few other things I want to talk about and I'm just going to land them um so I don't forget is how are things going now um and what's different ish with your business is that you're more of like an in-person type of thing but then you have some online stuff too right and that's an important conversation because the internet is pretty saturated with online coaches and this sort of thing. And I like that your product is a little bit outside of that. (laughs) Um, It's a little more diverse and so has some different operational elements to it. So, um, you know, how did you, if you did groom yourself and uh, feed that CEO side of yourself, did you hire a coach? Was there a course? Was there books? Was there journaling? You know, what does, what does Amanda as the CEO look like in um, uh, giving yourself space to grow in that role? 
So I have not, and it's something that's a goal of mine in t- this year is I actually have not truly invested in a business or a personal like life coach. I've not, I've not mm-hmm. invested in that yet. Um, this, I guess the CEO mindset, and I, I have great community actually around me. Um, I've always believed in listening to what other people have to say, because they're not going to, they're not saying it just to, you know, shoot the shit. They're, they're telling you something because they have learned this along the way. And so I am a huge proponent of learning from people's mistakes because I don't want to waste time and energy. I'm extremely Uh efficient. I want to just like, okay, I'm going to do that. Um, Steve Harvey has a quote of, um, nothing, nothing is achieved in your comfort zone. And that was a big thing of mine as well. And so I had to get out of my comfort zone of being introvert and talk to other people, talk to other business owners. I, you wouldn't know this from like me talking right now. I naturally just want to just binge play Zelda on the switch and just (laughs) sit here. (laughs) That's what I want to do. Um, but I, I can flip the switch and it's a lot easier with more practice. So the yes. mindset of yes. nothing is achieved by staying in your comfort zone. Nothing great is achieved by staying in your comfort zone. That really mm-hmm. resonated with me. And so I mm-hmm. had to tell, ask myself, what can I do today that is going to move my business forward that gets me out of my comfort zone? And so a lot of the time, I literally Google search networking groups, trying to find okay. people to network with. And I found one and I go there because I signed up and they're like, oh, who invited you? I'm like, nobody. I found you on Google and I wanted to come meet you guys. Awesome. um, That's so smart. Yeah. And And it's not um, easy, right? Like the opportunities are there if you go looking for them. And if that sounds too daunting, then I would say you scale it back and you practice with the clerk at the grocery store, the bank teller, your child's teacher, your neighbor, these, um, you know, easy, small, light interactions where you can just practice that skill because it is, it's like a muscle and you have to use it to improve it. Right. And now I, I have a few different networking groups that I'm in because I I really believe that, you know, while I do get some of my business through like paid leads and stuff, um, like the marketing side, credibility, I get a lot more credibility and a lot better quality leads when they are through people who know me through those networking interactions, through those referral partners that I have now. And, um, it's been completely different. I have a full community like behind me that I can lean on now. And um, it makes my life easier. And gives you uh, like-minded people to hang out with, right? So that you can have a conversation that makes sense. We couldn't have this conversation necessarily. You never know. But, you, you know, it at the grocery store checkout, as an example, like maybe it starts, it leads into something else. But people who are in the same industry and not the organizing industry, but the entrepreneurial industry, so that you have relatability and um, shared lessons and shared experiences, a place to celebrate wins, a place to express frustration, a place to learn new things and be... Um, 
perhaps like made aware of areas of work for self or of new opportunities, all those things. So you've done a fabulous, fabulous job of, of building this. And hello, no coach, no this, no that. And that is awesome because that is what worked for you, right? So right. and it doesn't work for everybody. And exactly. I really and I really <laughs> believe that like if you're having troubles with these areas, it, it, that's like a whole nother side of things that I didn't even touch on is like ask for help knowing and that's always the hardest thing for me is asking for help you can ask my husband you can ask my family my friends my my employees will tell you (laughs) my hardest difficulty is asking for help and um once I learned that I'm going to save myself headache time energy all the nine yards if I just ask for help Mm -hmm. um, from somebody who knows it more than I it's going to come out way better. So I do have somebody that I go to for general business help on helping me like achieve some of my goals. I do have somebody that helps me, you know, on the finance side, I have somebody that I can turn to for marketing help. That's not within my team, but like an exterior person who's helped me with my brand and shaped me now, Mm -hmm. um, from a brand perspective. So I'm, I'm learning that, I just have to ask somebody who knows something more than I do and it's working out so well so far. Right. You don't have to be all the things in your business. We do for a little while, but then we can also find others who can help fill those gaps and not necessarily at a monetary exchange um, to support us and, and complement our strengths with theirs. Mm-hmm huge. Yeah. Um, so now you're in an established business, you're making over a hundred thousand a year. Um, what are you doing to, you know, do you have somebody who manages the businessy things like the admin and the operations? Are you doing that or what have you put in place so that your business can serve you while you serve others? So I'm still that person right now, actually. Um, so I, I, do the jobs. I also handle all the admin stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I am a virtual assistant who helps mm-hmm. me with a good number of my admin stuff, but she also helps me about half of my marketing stuff. Good. Um, and uh, this quarter, I'm starting to get more of my team involved with more of the admin stuff. Um, okay. I've got somebody who just comes to my, like comes to do inventory every single week and that's her okay. job is she'll do inventory and make purchases and that is a huge weight off my shoulders um, I'm getting somebody um, acquainted with being able to um, do more communication with clients for me on literally just scheduling when things will happen um, lead calls stuff like mm-hmm. that because we're where I want to be able to focus my time and energy is I do want to still do organizing jobs, but I have somebody mm-hmm. who's training to lead more of those. Mm-hmm. But where I really flourish is the connecting, the networking, the presentations, the mm-hmm. consultation mm-hmm. side, explaining to people in person or face-to-face like this, okay, how I can help them figuring out which way I need to take it because I'm not gonna I'm not a cookie cutter person if you Mm -hmm. haven't can't tell (laughs) um and so I don't have a cookie cutter approach like like my approach is going to be different than any other organizer my niche is different than every other organizer and my brand 
is completely different from every other organizer. Um, the way I approach it, my pricing, everything is different. And okay. I think the way that I have formatted my business mm-hmm. makes me extremely unique to give people the best possible experience um, without being pushy or corporate mm-hmm. either. It's very sit down. I want Personal. to listen to them. I want yeah. to know what their goals are, how they currently live. You know, yeah. I'm not going to recommend, oh, we're going to put the mail system here because it's going to look really great there. Uh-uh. Right. You've got mail that's over here, cluttering up your counter right there. It's got a, your mail system has to be at some point between that pile and the door you enter from. It's got to yeah. be somewhere in that walking area. Nowhere else is it going to go because anywhere else it's not going to work going to throw off the rhythm of the existing um ecosystem if you will that is the home yeah i don't coming in to match match their vibe rather than impose this um this you know like you said cookie cutter approach to everybody every house is different therefore every organizing system is different and it has to work for the user not for you exactly and i and that's exactly it. I, I've heard horror stories about yeah. other people who've hired other organizers, both locally and like everywhere else too. And um, it always comes down to like, I still couldn't find things. And I'm like, that's because it wasn't designed for your brain. I just did somebody's digital files um, a couple of weeks ago and I spent time with her to figure out how her brain works when she goes to look for a specific file. You know, the way I would have organized it for myself would Mm -hmm. have been different. There would have been some slight variations, but the way that her brain works, I made it work for her brain. And now she can find everything so easily. I, I tell people paperwork, if it takes you less, if it takes you more than one minute to find a specific document you're looking for, you've got the wrong system. Big it time. should take you less than a minute to find a document if you, everything's in the files. Well, and digital clutter is overlooked because it's digital. Right. Nobody right? thinks about it. No, you don't. Or it's you just, just don't. It doesn't take up space, but it takes up energy. And I've been in Google Drives that like if you were to hire a team member or need to collect all your tax paperwork or um, even find your incorporation papers because you're applying for a grant and it's. It's just super chaotic. It looks like some of your before pictures. <laughs> that business isn't serving you and it isn't functioning in a um, lather, rinse, repeat type of rhythm, mm-hmm. right? And that's going to clog up the rest of the system. I almost like uh, very similar to that 10 second lean, like, yeah. hey, let's, let's find your last electricity bill. Where is your last electricity <laughs> bill? Like I could ask yes. somebody that. And they would either say, I have no idea. I'd have to, I, like, who knows? And it would take them forever to find it or even explain to me where it's at. And I can tell people right away, well, I don't have a paper version of it because <laughs> it's in this folder in my email. Anytime I get an email notification, it's right there. It's like, the third one down and it has a green checkbox behind it because I've already paid it. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> done. <laughs> That's so great. I don't often meet another organizer, so I'm having the time of my life here. And for those of you who might be a little bit like freaked out or whatever, 
dudes, we are gifts in your world. <laughs> We're the yin to your yang. So don't sweat. I, I think I, I, I think I, uh, might've broken my, my team member today when I told her, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I'm like, do you know how many emails I get in my inbox and like in a day? Mm-hmm. She's like, no. I'm like, well, in my business email, I get like a hundred emails a day. Like on average, I average about a hundred emails a day. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. She's like, who are these emails from? I'm like, everybody for everything. It's yeah. literally, it's literally how it goes. And I'm like, that's not even my personal email. My personal email gets about 50 emails a day. Yeah. But I I need to go through and unsubscribe again because yeah. life happens and with all these Burns other subscriptions. Yeah. But um yeah, but it's so satisfying to go from yes. hundred emails in your inbox to like yeah. 10. It's yes. the most satisfying thing yeah. in the world. And and for me, we're really nerding out now. Uh, even just labeling them and filing them. <laughs> it's just like I feel like um maybe like the post office picture the post office mails coming in from all over and you're just sorting it like a ninja into where it belongs that's uh you know the quote comes to mind um a place for everything and everything in its place and but part of that practice for me has included a bit of relaxing other areas where it's not as necessary so my example and this may break our friendship, Amanda, which will be devastating. And I say this because I saw your um, uh, your your son's onesies in the drawers with the labels. It's so fantastic. And I was doing that sort of style with my underwear drawer. And then I just was like, this is taking too much time. And the compounded time that I'm spending <laughs> folding my underwear and my sock. I still bundle the socks, but I just stuff them all in there now. And you guys, like, I'm 41. This this was hard at the beginning. It's way less hard now. <laughs> it's still a system. <laughs> I think I am the one and only professional organizer in existence that will tell you, don't bother folding your underwear or socks <laughs> or bras. If you look in my drawer right now, there is dividers now so like all my okay. socks are yep. in one part all the underwear another yep. part there's like dividers in my drawers but mm-hmm. none of it's folded it is just That's thrown awesome. into each of those sections because let's be real who has time to fold their underwear like that i don't i have i have no time to do that and i feel like it would take me only 5 minutes to fold my underwear that's yeah. fine but i would rather spend five minutes with my son I would rather spend five minutes you know doing the dishes real quick because that's going to drive me insane so I ended up getting rid of all my colorful socks and now I just have all black socks I don't need to fold them I just grab two black socks and I walk out the door That's an efficiency that is such a beautiful efficiency and even having Steve Jobs with that yeah. <laughs> so this is great. So um, it normalizes and, and again goes to show the custom, but like being organized doesn't mean being rigid, I think is really the sentiment that we can start to, to wrap up this beautiful conversation that, you know, I hope we chat again in the future. And I definitely look forward to our online friendship. Um, but that 
when you bring organization around, you have more flow, you have more spaciousness, and it's just easier to do things. And that is what feels really good and, and important to apply in our business instead of like this pressurized type of energy that things will come with intention, action, mindset, awareness, support, trial and error, um, and, you know, just continued endurance, I guess. Completely right. Um, I used to have, a, I used to say, and I still say it to this day, that if you're being reactive, you're not actually able to work on your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're reactive to things, you're not able to work on your business. If you're proactive, you're able to grow. And so that's the mindset I have is like, in order to be, in order to shift to being more proactive with things you do, your mindset, everything like that, you need to plan more. And in order to plan more, you need to be organized so you can be efficient, be efficient with your time. Like you said, I made over, I I did, I made over a hundred thousand dollars last year in the business. And that was me working still full time January through August. And then my husband was in a bad car accident in September and he just it's February now. Yeah. He just went back to work. And yeah. so life happened. And so like, I'm extremely proud of that. And I have a lot of the thing, everything I achieved last year mm-hmm. has a little bit to do with me, but it's a lot to do with the people I surrounded myself with between my friends my families, my right. coworkers, my employees, my yes. business my business friends, my referral partners, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm so excited to see what's next for you. This is wonderful. You're already scaling up. I'm I'm working on it. Yeah. So, um, right now, um, I'm working on, you know, I've got somebody who's training up to, you know, lead jobs on their own. I've, I'm in the process of trying to plan a convention-y sort of thing, which I'm calling yeah. the SORT Summit for other yes. professional organizers. You I know, saw that again, and I was like, oh my God, I'm in love. That's <laughs> so clever. It's an acronym. So SORT stands for. God, now you're going to quiz me on this. Okay. It is, I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Well, it I'll put it system, in the show notes. It is systems, systems organizing, um, relationships, and teams. Cool. So, and that's kind of what I want the whole summit to be a part of. There's organizers reach for those who don't know professional organizers. There are organizing retreats out there where us crazy professional organizers meet (laughs) up and hang out and talk business. Um, And I love going to those. I love being a part of other people in the community and being able to share ideas, share what I do, share what they do, figure out, you know, what I could be doing better. And mm-hmm. the one thing I always come back on is all the retreats are always really expensive. They're in mm-hmm. amazing places and they're done mm-hmm. very well. Don't get me wrong, but um, I didn't want to do that. So mm-hmm. I wanted to host one that was more team-based, which is very different from any of the other ones that I go to. Cause I have mm-hmm. a team and I know other organizers have a team. And I yeah. know if I was an organizing employee, it would be so cool to go to a convention like that mm. and interact in a team format with mm. the other members of my team. Awesome. So 
I'm bringing something like that forward where there's a lot of focus on collaborating within the organizer community as mm-hmm. well as within mm-hmm. your own communities when you go back mm-hmm. home because I do so much of that and that is how I've been able to get myself to where I'm at now is Fantastic. by collaborating with my community. Super, super smart. So um, you may as well drop your handles even though I'll put them in the show notes and if there's anything that you want to promote please share with our listeners. So um, my, I, you can find me uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, Easy Life Organizing. It's the same on all of them. Yep. I don't post TikTok very often, but I'm trying to get back into it. Um, my website's easylifeorganizing.com. You can set up consultations with me, learn more about me there. You can always message or call me as well. Um, some things that are coming up. Let's see here. Uh, next week, I get to do my 10-minute presentation in front of a one of my networking groups where I get to tell them about myself and what we do, which is really fun. Awesome. awesome. Um, let's see here. It is February. I've got a decluttering class I'm doing later in the month this month at a local um, 55 and over community. Huge. Uh, March, I've got, I think, one other speaking engagement. But what's really fun is May, I am going down to Florida to do to be a part of a organizers retreat down there. with. um, And that's going to be a whole week long thing for me. And it's going to be so amazing to be able to connect with not only other organizers that I can connect with where we're at, but even organizers who are above me and where I yes. want to be and so yes. I can learn yeah. from them so I'm yeah. very excited about that Beautiful. Uh, I've got a junk drawer event I'm trying to plan in April as well and it'll be so much fun lots of stuff lots of just beautiful aligned creative um opportunity making right going right and yeah. so I guess my last little plug then for this would be, I ha- I do have an online community. So you can follow yeah. me on social media publicly for free and everything. Um, if you want to get more detailed, more, um, you know, very niche down, very specific help with organizing throughout the year, I do challenges in this VIP community. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about stuff, you get special exclusive content like my video podcasts I do with certain people in my community as well and mm-hmm. um you get access to me to yeah. ask me very pointed questions as well which is really interesting and unique and um it's just five bucks a month to join that Facebook live Amazing. community oh yeah I need, yeah perfect perfect right that's invaluable but it just creates a bit more accountability and a bit of leverage. Yeah. Fantastic. Amanda, you're just, you're rocking it. I'm okay. so glad that we got to connect. <laughs> so um, to be a part of your community now too. Thank you. Uh, I, thanks so much for your time. Again, lots of love. This has been so uplifting for me and um, I look forward to watching you continue to reach for the stars in 2023. Thank you so much.